This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thursday, 3rd of August, 2023. In this evening's show, we catch up with all that's pre-season news. We'll look at the current squad, strength of the squad, give our League One Blackpool predictions for the season. Finally, preview this Saturday's curtain raiser against Burton Albion at Bloomfield Road. And I'm John Asperall, and this is the Seasiders Podcast Extra Time Show. Imaginatively titled 23-24 Season Preview. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasiders Podcast pre-season show just before the season starts. Welcome, Peter. Here we go again. Certainly do, Peter. Um, Dave, Dave Jackson said, where's the Lynx van? I think it's uh, thrown a clutch and sadly out of action. Uh, Craig, happy new season all. Same to you, Craig. Mike Blackpool, who I forced him to change his name from Mike Preston. Like we've never been away. Uh, Mike Robinson, evening all. Phil Ormby, great to be back. And Lee, good evening. It's so good to be back up the pool. And speaking of so good to be back, there may be a uh, a face, or if you're listening on the audio, a voice you will recognise. Blast from the past, Matt Smith. Being busy on his hiatus, getting his uh, genius son into uh, the... Upper echelons mm. of the university world of this country. Um, welcome back. Timisms oh, there, yeah. This, well, I can't go hold. I can't press it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, my, um, how can I put it? My lucrative deal to the Saudi Seasiders podcast fell through. So <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd better come back like Critchley with tail between legs <laughs> <laughs> and join this happy throng again. Um, Jacko said on, I think it was on Twitter, on a tweet, he said, uh, it'd be like having a retro pod if only Nick was back. Um, Nick's busy eating a Michelin-starred re- meal somewhere, I believe. He, he spends more time on holiday than I do. I know. 
He's always away somewhere. He's in St. Ives, he's, he's in the Lake District, he's in the Dales, and he's always eating, he's always in it, drinking <laughs> lots of... Uh, Lots of lots of lots of ale, isn't he? You know, he's like a, a one-man hairy biker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there is a TV show to be made out of his travels, his culinary um, travels. Um, he'll be after he your re- recreate the trip, couldn't he? He'll be, he'll be taking ownership of your red chinos and your yellow blaze and cravat, Tim. <laughs> uh, C- certainly will, certainly will. I was I was I was doing a bit of that in uh, South Tyrol and and uh, Como. Do my best Michael Portillo impression this summer. Um, Gareth, I actually made this comment pre-pod in the green room. Welcome back. And doesn't Tim's curtain haircut look full of vitality? But I'm going, to, I'm going to an 80s concert next weekend, so I thought I'd uh, get, get my hair go a bit more retro in, in, in time for it. So Hugh Grant, I think I called him. He did. Owen, obviously, a very big fan of your hair, wasn't he? Keep bringing this up. He does. He was, that was one of the weirdest comments <laughs> I've ever heard anybody come out with. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trying to sort out the litigation against fans. He's going, he's going haven't you got nice hair? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh, dear. You and Blackpool owners, eh, Tim? <laughs> I know. It's a bit of a track record. <laughs> right, let's get on with the show. Matt, I hope it's going to be like riding a bike for you, this. It'll soon start well, flowing yeah, I mean, again. Will, I'm sure it will. I'm, I haven't tanked myself up as normal, so we'll just have to see if went, we go sober. That went down in infamy. <laughs> Whenever people, someone pulls me at the ground and speaks to me about the pod, they always mention that show. <laughs> Gosh, it was a classic. Infamy. All got it in for me. Was that, that after the playoff final win? No, it was, was Oxford, wasn't it? It was the Oxford one that beat them 3-0 away in the yeah. first leg, and it was, that was it. it was time to book your coach to win. Well, hopefully, Matt, we'll be having a few drunken pods this season. I'd like to think so. Where we can sing a few Blackpool songs. Yes. <laughs> Recreate so. it. It'd be like, you know, like... Um, Football from the Flames, wherever it was. We could have pods from the Flames. Yeah, I don't think I can handle another afternoon like that Oxford one, I'll be honest. (laughs) I can't remember a bloody thing. Anyway, moving on. Yes, let's move on. Pre-season results. I can't remember when they lasted a pod a few weeks ago. But um, these were the results. Southport, nil, pool three which I went to, uh, Barrow nil, Pool 5, Pool 1, Tranmere 2, Morecambe 1, Pool 1, uh, Hibs, sorry, Blackpool 3, Hibs nil. Now, can we read anything into these results at all? I'm, I'm never much of a attender of uh, pre-season friendlies, but I went to this year just to see the new players, really. Um, Southport went to... And um, yeah, I was quite impressed with what I saw. Norburn and Pennington, particularly, they stood out as very capable players. Um, your boy scored Tim. If you noticed that, yeah, I did actually. I wasn't actually at the game he scored at, but um, uh, and and he managed to get a clock on the head as well, didn't mm. he? Uh, to boot in one of the other games. So at Morecambe, um, I, I, I to answer your question, you, you can't tell. I mean, going back to the dim and distant past of the 80s and 90s. 
often we had a brilliant pre-season and then we're absolutely pants when the season started. You know, we lose 5-0 away at Doncaster or 4-0 away at, or final away at QPR, wherever it was, after we'd had a really good pre-season. And sometimes it tended to work in reverse, I, I found, almost like the worst pre-season you had, sometimes the better season that came, that followed it. Um, however, um, I'll caveat that by saying I'm actually quite impressed with what I've seen. It's not a lot. I was at Barrow, and uh, Barrow are no mugs, you know, and I think um, we, 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 it, it was chalk and cheese watching us and them play. And um, and I've watched the goals from the Hibs game. I know they had their chances, and it was a I think a, a reasonably inexperienced Hibs side. But you know we scored three good goals. We played two separate teams. Mar- Marv was inter- Marv was outstanding at that game, Tim. You yeah, should no, have seen I, him I mean, in the, the first the, half. The, the number of times he seemed to he seemed to save us. It was great to see him. I think because he's got again he's got a player alongside him now. I think who 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 he trusts and 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 probably will will uh, organise the back line. I, th- I think we'll probably see a little bit more of the Marv that we had with with Keo. But I just think generally it's um, it's the way I've seen us play football, which looks immeasurably better than under the uh, the dinosaur. And um, you know, I was a bit marmite about Critchley coming back, but I think. To be fair, what Simon said uh, was probably right in that you're almost looking for a reason not to appoint him because of what happened. But the reality is he's, he's the best fit. He knows 80% of the squad like the back of his hand already. And, you know, he seems to have a track record of being able to find the right additional recruits, be that permanent or be that on loan. So I think on all sorts of levels, and I'm, I'm you know, I think I think the... You know, once we get the season started, I think I think uh, he will effectively demonstrate why he's been given that second chance. And I think I think I'm quite excited this season. This for this season actually, and I'm only take a bit of get going. You know, so it's sort of like I need winding up a bit. It's normally September October before I get too interested, but I'm genuinely looking forward to Saturday. So um, all's good at the moment until we kick a ball. <laughs> I'll save your prediction for the end, Tim, because you normally nail these things. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on pre-season? Have you been? I don't think you go to pre. You're not a pre-seasoner, are no, you? I'm, I'm not. I'm not a pre-seasoner. My thoughts about pre-season really, as long as the, the right players get the right amount of fitness, and the, and dare I say, it, the more important to us players stay fit um, rather than being crocked, um, then. You know, that's all that pre-season is good for me. Um, I know results help, I suppose, as far as the uh, the dressing room is concerned and a bit of um, focus and uh, optimism and all the rest of it, which, you know, I think as Tim's alluded to, it sort of then goes on to our, us as fans as well. Really. I'm, I'm equally as optimistic and um, I feel good about this year, despite, you know, obviously the last 12 months, it's been like a bit of a, a bad dream. And uh, hopefully this year, yeah, we can we can really be back to hopefully where we belong. But yeah, as far as pre-season goes, you, you sort of take it or leave it. But I, I'm just glad that we've had no sort of uh, talk of anybody being injured. Um, we've still got a few gaps to fill in the squad, which I'm sure we'll come to. But um, yeah, pleasing to see us get a few goals and, 
uh, and pleasing also um, for Shane Lavery to be amongst them, it seems, as well. So hopefully we can carry that on on Saturday and beyond. Um, Steve, in the comments, Tim's, as Matt's just mentioned there, also um, one thing to take from pre-season is Lavery has been found in the back on a on a regular basis, and I think it's going to be a, a big season for Shane Lavery, providing he stays yeah, well, he, start, he started off with with a bang, didn't he? He, he? You know, when he first signed for us, he, he, he had this incredible pace, effervescent performances, um, and was scoring a few goals. And then he got that injury, and, and it seemed to take a little, a little bit out of him. And um, I think it's taken a while for him to come back. And, and listen, that's not a criticism of him, because sometimes, you know, when you've had injuries, it does take you a while, just because that, it's that little bit extra, isn't it? It's the that that, that makes you particularly as a forward, the player that you are, that, that half a second of pace, that, um, you know, extra bit of control. And he's, he started, you know, if, if he, I think what he, need, what he needs is he needs a foil. You know, he, I'm not, I think, I don't think I'm speaking too negatively when I say that Beasley's, the jury's out there at the moment from the pre-season. And um, I, I'm, the one I'm most excited about play, seeing him play with is, is potentially Joseph, who, Despite Matt claiming there's no injuries, we've managed to get one who hasn't even kicked a ball for us yet. But um, he came in on injury rather than preseason. He did. He did. To be fair, and I was I was being a little bit facetious. Um, but um, at the end of the day, he's the one that excites me really, and because um, uh, I think you know, he's, I think I looked at his stats. He's got about 100 games under his belt, and he's he's still it's quite a good lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so most 21 year olds haven't played that much football, and you know, he was signed for big money by. Swansea, and obviously he's not. You know, they've they, you know they viewed him as as. Well, I don't, obviously, we don't know how the negotiation went, but to get Yatesy, maybe they they had to, you know, off, offer us something decent. And I was really glad to see that deal go through because I know it's. I'm probably jumping a bit, but yeah, I think we've got a good player in where otherwise we could have been in the bowler situation where we let the player mm-hmm. go at the end of the um end end of the transfer window and get nothing in back. And uh, and then and then the squad's immeasurably weaker. So um, I think those two. I, I'm hoping, uh, subject to whatever else we might bring in, that that those two are probably going to be our best combination up front this season. But so the days you don't know. We haven't seen him, but he's 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 clearly um, no mug if he's if he's played that number of games at that age. And Swansea paid the money that they did for him. As a what nineteen twenty year old, so mm-hmm. uh, excited! I'm quite, I'm really, really excited about that. Which nicely segues onto the uh, the squad update. Um, just before I go on to my first piece, um, you've just reminded me, Josh Bowler to Cardiff. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. To be fair, mm. yeah, I heard that a couple of days ago. My mates at Cardiff City fan. Yeah, it's sort of broke the news before the news has broken, if you will. But, I mean, you know, he's worthy of a championship side, isn't he? Let's be honest. So, you know, he's got a decent move there. And, you know, I know we don't want to talk too much can go out of the piss with Jerry Yates, can't he? Well, exactly, yes. Yeah, so he won't be able to go to Swansea and, and Bowler. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Bowler won't be able to go the other way around. Sorry, I got mixed up in set of Cardiff and... Um, Bowler won't be able to go the other way around because they hate each other, don't they? But... Yeah, they'll have to find uh, neutral territory in the uh, in the valleys somewhere. 
Murder Tidbit. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in. Yeah. Playing play black and white as well, Murder Tidville. I know that because our cat, next door's cat, always used to come in when we were watching the S4C. I used to watch her at Welsh football. And, uh, <laughs> black and white cat did. always came in when Murder Tidbill were playing, so I said he's a Murder Tidbill fan. Anyway, you I digress. You've got Murder Tidbill shirts on yeah, there. I do, yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. training shirt. Um, yeah, so obviously we've not really touched on this yet. Jerry's Jerry's gone, hasn't he? Uh, not a surprise that he's gone. Maybe it'd been better to see him go to a, a club of a greater stature than Swansea, perhaps. But um, we all wish him well, and we, all, I'm sure we all hope he does really well there. Do you know? Do you not think he wants to be the main man? Where if he goes to some clubs, he might be one of like five strikers. Big fish in a small pond. Yeah, I think he's the main man there. And and listen, Swansea, you know. <clears throat> Get good crowds. To be fair, you know you can go um, skinny dipping, John, off um, off the uh, what do you call go it? up an insula, mumbles. I had my shorts on, Tim. I didn't go skinny dipping. Well, we're getting we're getting into a... dipping, <laughs> anyway. So, um, but, no, but it's a nice area, part of the country. I, I, I was a bit surprised, to be fair, because you said Jerry's Jerry. Jerry, I think, likes his nights out in Manchester. Esther and Liverpool and whatever, doesn't he? And um, he's going to be slightly limited because he's got Swansea or nowhere, effectively. Uh, but it is a lovely area, part of the country, and I think he'll be the main man. I think he'll be this, their main striker. So Yeah, I think when they sell, uh, is it Perot that's been touted around the Premiership and beyond, isn't it? The, uh, the guy who scored all the goals from last year, so he's probably earmarked as his replacement. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get the number nine shirt or the equivalent thereof and... Uh, do well for them, and I think we'll all be keeping a little eye on Swansea's goal scorers as they go through the and season. Listen, if, if we buy players for a quarter of a million pound and they play for us for three seasons and 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 have a positive contribution the way that he has, and then we make money out of them, that's yeah. we we barked on about this model for year after year after year, and we seem to start. Do we start doing it Holloway, and then we stopped doing it, and then we started it again under Critchley, and then we seem to a little bit stop doing it. But that's the way to go, you know. Bring in the bowlers, bring in the Yateses, um, flip them, flip mm. them, uh, but but get two or three years good football out of them. And if we do that and we keep doing that, there are other players out there. Hopefully, Joseph's the next one. Um, and one day, you know, we'll get some decent money, and, and it, you know, and, and it makes us a sustainable club, and hopefully, a sustainable Championship club, and not a sustainable League One club. Yeah, absolutely. So Kyle Joseph in 100, 100 EFLP appearances. Uh, he's represented Scotland up to under twenty one level. Six foot one, all action centre forward. Apparently, uh, nine goals in thirty seven appearances for Oxford last season. Um, Steve Day, my Oxford supporting friend, has just appeared. I'd love it if we beat them. I know he's talking about there, Kevin Keegan, but he said Kyle Joseph is uh, a very good player, um, decent replacement for Yates, but it'd just be. Does anyone know what injury he's carrying? Or we've not really had any updates on him, have we? I thought it was a hamstring, but I don't. Uh... Well, it's bound to be, isn't it? Course, I, did, I didn't. I didn't actually. There's not based on any intel that I think I sort of read somewhere, somewhere that that's what it was. But I don't think he's out for on, for a long term, is he? I think it's a short term injury. Sorry, Tim, I was going to say, they obviously don't want to damage anything in pre-season or even yeah. maybe on Saturday they consider it a, you know, a, 
a game to but like, and Tuesday night coming with a cup game, just an extra couple of weeks to to get him fit. And hopefully is there any indication that he's close to fitness? I'm not saying obviously you don't get him oh, the club, do you? No, we don't. And you can only imagine that if he's injured through the summer or the back end of the summer, then it, it can't be that long before he's back fit, surely. And like you know, even if he's a for want of a better word, a make weight in this uh, Jerry A deal, then we wouldn't be signing players even with our track record of, of carrying injuries for you know, the next six or eight weeks or anything daft like that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll just be a matter of maybe... Yeah, we got our intel there from Mason Allen. Not seen Mason on here before, so I don't know whether he... Rich yeah, said it was very, a hammy, and they knew he had the injury and meant to be back in training ASAP. So, yeah, thanks for that, Mason. Yeah, uh, yeah fingers thanks crossed. Thanks for that, Mason. Um, Tim, we haven't had your views on the strength of the squad yet because you were away for the last pod. So just very briefly, yeah. what, what what's your analysis of the squad and where do you think we're lacking I've a only, bit? I've only, I've, I've only seen um, Barrow live. Uh, I thought Pennington looked excellent. And um, and as I just sort of alluded to before, I think him and Marv could be quite quite um, important pairing together. Um, tr- um, Tribal looks decent. Norburn looks decent. You know, all the players we signed, for the most part, I see them as positives. Um, we seem to have. I think somebody said on AVFTT last night I was having a quick look that probably there's there's a couple of players who. We've been talked about uh, that, that we've been linked to. Who, if we brought in, I think would be, you know, I, I'd be really, really impressed with our preseason business. But that might still come. You know, we've got what another four weeks before the uh, transfer window closes, and we haven't even moved on to potential loan signings yet. I mean, there's been talk about uh, is it Josh Josh Feen, isn't it, from Villa as a mm-hmm. potential? I think I was, I was reading up on him actually beforehand. He, he his, his dad was a coach at Poulton. I don't know whether that's Poulton yeah, John, mm. or, or or the Poulton Town one, but um, it looks like he played at Poulton um, in, his, in his younger years before signing for the Cods. And Sam's always spoke very highly of him. And um, interestingly, they've just signed it. He just signed up to a new long-term contract with Villa. So he's the, the, I think Stevie G said he, he had a great future. But I don't take too much note of what Stevie G says as a manager because he's, not exactly got the best of track records, has he? But um, equally, you know, he's 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 got a, had a great career in the game, and if he's making positive noises about him in those terms, then that can only be good. So that'd be quite interesting as a third option in in, in the in the centre backs. I think we look quite strong in central midfield. I think Dougal's going to have a great season this season. Dougal was brilliant at um, Southport. Tim, he played really well. Heard. And it's you know he nicked he nicked a goal against Hibbs, didn't he? Mm. Um, I think I think probably what's impressed me most about this preseason is how few players we've lost. So yeah, we've lost Keshi, which is a bit disappointing. I'd have liked to try and keep him. Um, and and, and a lot, I sort of like half hope we might go back in for Rogers, but but otherwise, um, you know, we knew Yates was going to go, but we haven't really lost. Anybody that I'd be worried about, now that could still happen. But I actually, we've we've got a very very strong squad, um, and I think if we if we if we put a little bit of icing on the on the sponge cake with a few decent loan signings, then I think you know uh, it could be a very very good squad. 
Matt, over to you. Mike's just in the chat. Have we ever started League One season with so many experienced championship players? Um, pro- probably not. Um, and I think what's what's really, for me, our strength, I think, is currently our, our midfield. Um, I think there's a lot of experience there. There's a lot of quality there. And how many years have we been banging on about the spine of the team and the central part of the pitch and all that sort of carry on? Um, and that's where we don't appear to have any any issues at all. My only concern at this point is whether it's a little bit too samey and we don't have sort of someone who can unlock a defence. And whilst there's potentially Morgan, potentially Carey, uh, potentially Hamilton, um, I still feel as though we're lacking something in that top third of the pitch. Brannigan, um, Brannigan maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Chris Martin, Martin, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know about Chris Martin, but you probably want an upgrade on Jay Beasley if he's not going to do the job for us. Um, And it's always always good to have a different option up front, isn't it? Because whilst Carl Joseph is six foot one, he's not. He's no big gas. I don't think he's, he's pretty wiry by the looks of things. Shane Lavery, as we know, is is not five a six foot one. Um, so you, you might want something different up top as well. Um, I'm, I haven't seen him in the flesh, obviously, but he's, I'm assuming Pennington's a right footed centre half. Um, there's possibly a bit of a gap there since Thorn is left. Um, where the husband is going to be slotted in there depends on formations and all the rest of it. So there's one or two gaps, but I'm hopeful that you know. The one or two that we've been linked with could possibly fill a couple of those. And, you know, like we've said, that the loan market is still available if we need it. And hopefully, if we do need to utilise it, then it's it's more quality, less numbers, which is definitely a problem last year, wasn't it? Yeah. We do seem to be linked with some attacking midfielders, don't we? Which suggests that mm. that's on their radar. You know, Moxon. Moxon, Carlisle. Um, we actually seem to... Uh, Sky, well, Sky said we'd bid on him, so... The riser he's offer. Attacking, he's an attacking central midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's his Moxon and the um, Banks, isn't it? The yeah. from Crystal Palace. So it, it seems as though, you know, the rumour mill is, is, is rife, obviously, at this time of year, but there seems to be similar types of positional players. So it, it, it seems like the club and Critchley and whoever's making the decisions and know where the gaps are. But as we know, it's, it's never straightforward to get yeah. these over the line, especially if they're coming from a um, you know, uh, well, in Crystal Palace's case, obviously a higher club, and the lad might want to think he's playing in the Championship rather than League One. And, and equally, the lad at Carlisle, Carlisle might be trying to hold out for a bigger fee than whatever it is that we might be offering. So, yeah, nothing straightforward, but I, I feel optimistic um, that we'll, we'll fill the gaps pretty, shoot, pretty shortly. Okay, those were the views of uh, Tim and Matt. Mitch couldn't be here this evening. It's a bit like the Oscars. You're the uh, you know, the BAFTAs, maybe, when there's a, an award dished out to someone and they're not here. Mitch is on holiday in one of his bleak holidays in Northumberland or Aberdeenshire. I guess Workington. Workington or South Shields. <laughs> Seeing the Middlesbrough Transporter Bridge, things like that. But he has given us his thoughts on this little Vox Pop video that he's recorded. So let's say he's... Uh, Thoughts on the squad and uh, the season ahead. Right, here I am on location in some woods somewhere in Aberdeenshire. Um, 
how's the season going to go? Um, well, I suppose, looking at the squad, I think we've got keepers sorted. Grimmy's brilliant, so that'll do. Defensively, we look decent at centre-back. Um, we've got probably four players for three positions. Right-back, fantastic. Lions and Gabriel, probably best right-back combination or best set of right-backs in the division. I was really impressed with Jack Moore, actually, in the pre-season friendly, so that's, that's even more strength there. Left-back, not so convinced. Tomo's got a lot of work to do this year. I mean, he's a player who could have a great season, we'll see. But um, I think he needs one. Um, and obviously, Lancashire, I think we were impressed with him, but that's about it. Um, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't play Hubby as a left wing back. Midfield, um, Tribal and Norburn look to have had a lot of strength. Morgan looks a classy player, been pleased with what I've seen with him. Likes a shot got a pass in him as well which is nice um, and hopefully um, Sonny Carey can have a great season I really do have high hopes for Sonny this year with Critch um, in charge I think if there's one thing you can say for Critch I think he knows what Carey is and he knows what he wants to do with him and it won't be doing what he did last year so that's all good um, up front Labs brilliant Really, really hopeful he's going to have a, a season, you know, 20 goals for Labs. I don't think he's beyond the realms of possibility. Um, looked sharp as attack in the pre-season, really, really did. Um, so there, Kyle Joseph, um, pleased with that signing. I think it's um, really exactly the kind of signing we should be making. A player who's, um, you know, needs that first-team football. He's had plenty of first-team football for a player of his age, Um 21 I think he is he's played a lot of football um, compared to the kind of raw Premier League loney um, so yeah pleased with Joseph um, Beasley another one with a lot to improve um, probably the player I, I think I've struggled really to be impressed with a bit I think we all know that I love a big lad up front um, but Beasley struggling a little bit hopefully he'll put me wrong um, he's definitely he's definitely got the ability to kind of plod around up front but but whether he's going to make much impact I'm not sure um, we need some width I think the, the width in the squad is the question um, you know we're alright set up for 5-3-2 certainly on the right hand flank but width wise questions there about whether we can really kind of switch positions um, hopefully Rob Apter will get involved in, in the first team as well and that'll add something to the width but he's another player I'd look to along with um, say somebody like Carey to really establish himself as a first choice, I think I'd really look to Apter to really establish himself as an option so I'm looking forward to that as well where are we going to finish? oh Christ only knows, I hate predictions but um, top by 20 points um, is my prediction um, I don't know I think um, fourth just instinctively feels if I had to put my house on it I'd say fourth but I don't like doing that because I'd like us to just for once actually go and win the thing so yeah anyway that's that up the pool a random wood somewhere didn't expect Rain anything bleak. Like, yeah. Nothing, you know. <clears throat> he's definitely living up to his stereotype, isn't he? Key, sort of a common theme. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others 
then please consider joining our Patreon support program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later. Coming across is um, Jake Beasley up front. Didn't look great at Southampton when I went. Um, common theme across uh, quite a few people have been speaking to. Let's hope that he proves these doubters wrong and uh, has a good season. But I do think we need that other target man, as Mitch said up there. Big Gaz is training, isn't he? Oh, he's rehabilitating with us, so... I've not I've not seen enough from Beasley to tell me he's good enough to be in in the first team squad in the first team squad to be honest and that's brutal but um, like you say John maybe he's going to convince us otherwise but I suspect we're going to get another striker in and he's going to get take a and listen we don't know about we don't know about Joseph he looks like he's got the pedigree doesn't he so um but yeah, I don't know. I'm just... probably missing one more up, up top. I think. Oh, I, I think I think that might be the alone one. To be honest, I, I suspect um, if if we're going to uh, if we're going to bring somebody in up front, what we need to do is and, and listen, we did it fantastically the year we got promoted. Whoever we bring in alone has to be better than what we've got. It's no, it's no point in bringing loan players in that are only on the par with ours. So you, you know, all 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 the loan players that we eulogise about have made a significant difference. Some of them have taken a little bit longer to get going than others. Ellis Sims probably being the example. Um, but, um, you know, when we when we brought, um, uh, you know, the, the, the likes of Dujon Sterling in who could do a job, when we're going back where we brought Charlie and we brought DG in, where we brought um, uh, uh, Juiceby Hall, um, they've all, you know, when we had Ballard in and Embleton, they've all made a difference. They've all brought something to the party. But what we want is probably two or three loan players are really going to add value. A bit controversial, but I think Patino didn't really do that last year. I think he was no he wasn't any better than what we had. He was he was a different option, but he wasn't better. Um and Fiorini arguably on his well, if he if he the first sixty minutes of any performance he was a better player before he ran out of steam. Um, but a lot of our a lot of our loan low knee signings have really struggled to impose themselves on the team. I think in the way that we need them to, and they need to be better. They need to be better than what we've got. And I, listen, I've got confidence that Critchley's going to deliver on that. I think we'll get. You know, I think Feeney could be a good one. I suspect we might. We'll always get somebody from Everton. We seem to be um, at Everton's training ground on a regular basis. We seem to have a better relationship there, I think, than we do with Liverpool. So let's um, let's see what comes out. John Scott. Not saying it's a good idea, but I don't think we may re-sign Medina on a pay and play when he's fit. Um, um, the chap who just appeared on the video 
would definitely think that's a good idea. John, what do you think, Matt? Um, I would like to, in a, in a not so negative way with Medina, I'd like to think that we've got a more permanent solution to our problems than having somebody just, uh, you know, sit on the bench and hope to get his several hundred or thousands or whatever it is, pounds per minute on the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I think we just missed that kind of player um, and that's the plan B that I sort of referred to earlier, really. Um I don't think we would re-sign Medina. I don't think Critchley and the board would see any particular advantage in doing that for many reasons. Mm. Uh, Owen Dale, Owen Dale, Tim. Quite a few people in the chat have just mentioned Owen Dale could be dark horse for us. Took his goal really well. Shane, MB. Listen, that was a fantastic finish, wasn't it? Uh, Dale's got number seven shirt. Mike Blackpool says Dale, CJ and Carey are all going to smash it. So, firstly, Dale could be the dark horse. And second, the secondary, Sonny Carey. I personally think it's going to be a massive season for him. He's looked extremely sharp He looked great pre-season. The one game, the, the, the Barrow game, he looked, he looked like he was growing into, you know, rather than being, listen, to be fair, we forget how young he is. Um, you know, he's and he's come from, you know, a low starting point. And um, he, he started to look like he was ready to dictate stuff to me um, from what I could see. I know with Dale's like having a new player. I mean, what they want, he only played about half a dozen games for us, didn't he, in the, uh, the season before last. And, um, you know, he's gone away at Portsmouth. I think, it's, I think he's a bit hit and miss there. Well, we do need what a wide. Like? We do need a wide man, as Mitch has said, and he was dynamiting. Yeah. Do you remember that Reading game when we did a drink haul? Yeah. But he's, he's probably one of those players who you'll get ten good games out of in the season. And the, and the issue, I suppose, you've got is will he give the consistency that you want? Um, but he's an option, and um, and for what I've seen pre-season, a good option as well. Yeah, I think with the likes of Dale and Carey and and one or two others, Beasley, in fact, you know that. They've got a lot to prove. All three of them haven't really sort of cemented down a spot. I think Kerry sort of did by almost by default last year in a way. Um, and I think he has a lot of admirers out there. But equally, I, I thought he was lacking a, a lot. But I mean, that's basically because of his inexperience, the fact that he's come from Kingsley, which is a, a massive step up from Kingsley into the championship. Um, and there are just a lot of good midfielders in the championship. So, you know, I think he probably knows that he needs to work a lot harder to secure down a first-team place. Um, and he's certainly got a lot of natural attributes. So I only wish him well, obviously, but I, I just I just think that um, we've just got to be careful with, with Carey in particular. We don't keep too much sort of... Uh, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Expectation on uh, I just think he'll just be an excellent, hopefully, addition to the, the attacking side of the midfield. Well, how old is he now? Is he, is, he, is he 22 yet? It can't be... He's no, Google it. No, yeah, quick Google. But, so, um, so well, sometimes I think because he's been around the, the team now for a couple of seasons, you actually think he's slightly older than he is, and and slightly more experienced than he is. Twenty-two. And and the reality is, is you know the championship is is an unforgiving platform, Absolutely. isn't it? Because you are playing yeah. against some exceptional players, and when you're a young mm. lad trying to you know, establish yourself in a team, actually, it's, it's a big ask, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think this is what I think this season will be good for it because obviously we've gone down a division. Uh, league One isn't, I mean, it's, it's a physical league, but you haven't got the quality that you do in the championship. So this could be his opportunity. It could be like the, the, the season almost that he needed last year, really, um, and hopefully we'll see the, the better of him. I'm sure it will give him a lot more confidence if... Uh, if he managed to set up a couple of score a couple in the first few games. Mm, time time will certainly tell with Sonny, but I am expecting him big things from him this year, particularly in League One. Okay, moving on. I don't know if anyone's seen this. Um there's, there's a few new rules coming in from the EFL this season. Um I'll just paraphrase quickly. We can go through them one by one. Uh, more precise, added on time. Referees being told to add extra time taken for goals, celebrations, substitutions, injuries, penalties, and dismissals. Previously, a set nominal amount of time was used to calculate added on time. Now, that's always been a bit of a bugbear of mine, this. So I'm just wondering. Black Qatar again, won't it? Will be. Is that what you think? Yeah. On, yeah, with about 10 minutes of stoppage time. And listen, it's probably right. You know, if you've got teams. Put it bluntly, pissing about and wasting time. And why, why shouldn't they keep adding time on? Um, if you have a high-scoring game and effectively the game stops every minute, every time there's a goal, you know, so if you've got eight goals in a game or seven goals in a game, why shouldn't you add a minute on for each one rather than this like, notional 30 seconds? It's always more than 30 seconds to get the game started. Every substitution, probably thick end of a minute. So but we saw it. We saw it at the World Cup, didn't we? Um, yeah. How long the games were lasting? And to, to be honest, I mean, the only pro- the only the only ones I'm concerned about are the snowflakes who leave ten minutes before the end, anyway, because they're going to miss so much football that you know I, I feel sorry for them because they've got to get home. They've got to get home. <laughs> they've got to leave the ground so they don't get caught in the rush, and they're going to miss about twenty minutes of football at this rate. So I think that's it. I mean. The- there have been a, a, some games last year in the year before that when they started bringing in this 30-second rule for subs, etc. There were games with eight, eight nine minutes and then it sort of disappeared for a while. Um, and you're right, I think we will say, see games with, with 10-plus minutes quite quite regular. Um, but it's, it's it still amazes me that they can't just do the simple thing that they do at rugby league, really. The ball goes out of play and they just stop the clock and that's it. And then they have you know, somebody in the booth that says... Right, that's final whistle, and away you go. It, 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 I don't know. There must be something simpler than relying on, you know, humans to make more errors. There's a, there's a lot of things that the the, the way they officiate in rugby that we could take. You know, having the ref mic'd up and explaining his decisions for one wouldn't go amiss. Although you wouldn't be able to hear it in the north because of the tannoy. 
did you um, have you been watching any of the women's World Cup with that haircut, Tim? No, <laughs> because, <laughs> because they, they have a, a I saw that. Go- I saw that goal. From, uh, well, um, I was going to say the women's refs are mic'd up, aren't they? So they yeah. can explain penalty decisions and, All right, and, okay. and that sort of stuff. And I haven't watched any of it. I just saw it on a uh, bit of BBC. I forgot, I forgot which uh, Caribbean country is now. No, it's the Panama, wasn't it? Did you see the goal from the Panama? Uh, uh, is that a 40 yard free kick or something? Yeah, in that the 68th second of the game, it was incredible. It was, to be fair, I'd have been quite proud to score that one. Yeah, so whether that's something else they can uh, adapt, but uh, yeah, I think we're going to sit in our seats or stand in our areas a little longer than we. Uh, so we all think this is a good thing, though. Couple of years. So I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so, we get so, back so for 1 0 win. And suddenly yeah. equalise well, we nine money. minutes into injury time, then I'd be slagging it off. Yeah, we get value for money, though, don't we, as a, as a punter? You know, you don't want to pay for 90 minutes and only get 53 or whatever the average is. You want to get a lot more. No, seriously, that, so. it might stop people leaving quite as early, might it? Because I never quite understand why people, when you go to a game every two weeks at home and you've paid your 20 quid or whatever, a bit less, you've got a season ticket, and feel the need to... Particularly, it's a draw or something. Bug off, seven or eight minutes before the end. But now, but now, actually, seriously, they could miss about 15, 20 minutes of football, couldn't they? Yeah. If they're not careful. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also going to yeah, be a multi-ball yeah. system. Know, it's a positive to me. Yeah, uh, multi-ball system which permits a match to resume immediately with another ball when the original one goes out of play will also be used to help keep stoppages to a minimum. Uh, the EFL says this has been proven to increase ball in play. Time now. I don't really understand this one because there's always ball boys dotted around the perimeter chucking balls on as soon as it goes out. So, can't see those of a certain vintage might remember, and I can't remember the game actually uh, who was playing, uh, where Jimmy Hill had a bollocks basically had a goat, but the ball because um, a ball boy put the ball back into play too quickly, and I forgot who's which team it was, but they ended up conceding an equalizer in the last minute. And he had a go at him on match of the day and uh, and said, like, you know, that ball boy should have been told to hold on to the ball a bit longer. And apparently he was gutted, this little young lad. I think he cost his team the uh, 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 a place in the next round. But, but in all seriousness, I, I don't get it either because we do the ball comes back pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always thought that. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're having to fight it across a wall or anything, is it? Unless he goes into the east, in the east and then... Yeah, maybe. It's lost yeah. forever, isn't it? It takes yeah. forever. Just need to send balls down the side of the East Stanley, Second rule, um, changes over how injured players are treated. Injured players will also have to leave the field of play. I like this one. Um, to be assessed, once players restarted, the treated player will have to wait at least 30 seconds before it's being allowed back on. This is always a, a heavy annoyance of mine. As soon as they want to just waste a bit of time, just go down, pretend you're injured. Can't do that anymore. If you go down, you're injured. Off the pitch, you go. Game resumes. So that's that's got to be a good thing. Plus, plus the we were sort of meant to have that anyway, and then players just drop themselves down on the deck and then pretend they can't move, though, don't they? But hopefully they'll have the time on now, so it won't... There's, there's an exception to the rule that says um, if the goalkeeper's injured or if players from the same team have collided and have severe injury, so they, they could possibly fake. Yeah. So they fake. just random players running into each other <laughs> <they're> halfway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Quick, see the game out, lads. Run into each Quick, other. Yeah. Don't let me too hard, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Excellent. There'll be some sneaky way around it for someone to... <laughs> That'll be a good thing anyway. I think, I think it'll yeah. stop a lot of that. Oh, Partic- see, particularly like because they've got to wait 30 seconds to come back on. So This all seems far too uh, sensible from the EFL so far. Mm. Mm. Tells Sean Harvey's not there anymore, can't he? <laughs> They're changing the way players are being punished after conceding pens. Uh, again, this is another one that gets my stamp of approval. Um, as long as a player makes an attempt to play the ball or makes a challenge for it, only a caution will be issued for conceding a penalty by denying an opponent a clear goal-scoring opportunity. A red will be given in any other circumstances, such as holding, pushing or deliberate handball. Another Marv. good initiative. Marv at Wigan. Yeah, Still, Tim, 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 you read my mind. That's exactly what Ruin I was thinking. Ruin the game. Ruin the game. Yeah. Probably cost us our championship status as well. Evo at Arsenal away in the Premier League. Yeah. We'd probably only all got... they were doing, they, they made legitimate attempt because they were last man. This last man rule. If you're last man, and, and that, was, that was there to tackle cynical fouls, not legitimate attempts to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were last man, you went off, and yeah. you know at the other end of the pitch, you don't get sent off. Uh, with James Wilson will be delighted with that one. Yeah, well, it's, listen, listen the right, in the right circumstances, if you if you hack somebody down with a clean field goal, massive difference off. Mm. But mm. if you if you go for a challenge and it's just a bit clumsy, um, mistimed. Listen, nobody's perfect, and and that that what the Marvs won at Wigan irritates me even now but um i think i think for all teams it's it's a lot fairer because and, and listen for the fact for the pundits so for the, the punters as well you don't want to watch 11 against 10 and particularly it's what was it 13 minutes into the game or something at wigan completely mm. ruined everybody spending 100 quid on a day out um because the game was a mismatch for the rest of the game well, for a little club, for what was at worst a clumsy challenge. Well, do you remember Arsenal? Do you remember Evo? Arsenal? I've just mentioned it before. It probably we'd yeah, probably yeah, only yeah. got dipped four nil, but you know, for God's sake, <laughs> for God's sake, give us a chance. Six, it wasn't it. Six was it six nil? Yeah, we we would have got. We'd still we'd still, still been beaten heavily, but down to ten men and a penalty after six minutes at Arsenal away. Yeah, it was a farce. It's not what you want, is it? Yeah, the pens. So Shane Benzman, Benjamin has just said their penalty is big enough punishment. Yep, it is. So yeah, another good rule. Um, finally, uh, the EFL has made, again, shown its commitment to keeping the game flowing by maintaining a, quote, high threshold for penalising content. Um, they say officials only penalise a player when contact has a detrimental impact on an opponent. <laughs> So that's a bit open to open to interpretation. So that's well, basically it's saying like, it's like little fouls, little niggly fouls. That's not going to stop the game for it, are they? It's going to be. It's got actually. It's it's. There seems to be a lot of interpretation in that that you could place. Because how do you say what's a detrimental impact on an opponent? Is it the lose possession, or is it that? You know, I suppose they're going. To, it, it's, to me, it just sounds like encouraging play on. Mm. But it's, I don't, but they're meant to do that anyway. 
Don't know. I bet, I bet that I'm a jury's out that's, on that one. That's a little bit ambiguous, though. Yeah. yeah. The other three, other three, 100% behind them all. So, yeah, be interesting to watch these new rules coming into play next season and yeah, how it affects the game. Right, uh, 150 minutes. So, let's move on to uh, a Burton preview. Very brief. Um, sure not a lot of us know much about Burton. They are managed by a chap called Dino. Mam- Mamria and some Tunisian he's the, he's the gaffer have, there have you seen a photograph of him? no no he's like Dwayne Johnson the rocks smaller brother he's massive <laughs> so if he and Critchley have a little bit of a to do on the sideline I think I know he's running I'll be putting on honestly it's huge I recommend just have a quick Google on me or whatever or the search engine but yeah it's uh, I don't know how many Tunisians have managed in British football Um, they finished a solid 15th in League One next season on 56 points so what sort of a test are they going to put up Schoolboy era, that job. Yeah, it's like the Tunisian embassy. See, <laughs> if, we, if me or you did that, Matt, it'd be like, oh, we'd be muted and all sorts. We'll be getting a blue card. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off in the sim bin. Some <laughs> pre season. Get it out of the way now. I don't know how that happened, actually. Anyway. Turn the phone oh. off, it doesn't. Right. Um, yeah, so how are we going to get on against Burton? I, I think, it, well, logic tells you, I know I'm a bit, bit of a jest on the on the patrons group, but logic tells you it's, it's actually a good first game to have mm. because we should have too much in our locker for them. Whether that means that we get the result... Is is another matter, but I don't I don't think you could ask for a better first game, really, because it's it's not somebody who's come up who will be fizzing with enthusiasm for being in Division One and used to winning. It's not one of your major competitors, and it's somebody who's eking out an existence last season at least eked out an existence in League One without pulling up any. Um, a tree. So the short answer is it should be a convincing home win. But we're talking football and Blackpool. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think the same, Tim, to be honest. I think um, I had a look at Burton's squad. Um, I don't know how up to date the, the website was that I looked at. It was their own official ones, you'd like to think it was, but there was a heck of a lot of lone players who've gone back to the club in their squad and I think they even have seven or eight goalkeepers and I'm sure that's not quite the, the accurate picture. But yeah, there's nobody of any real note. Jake Caprice, Matt, other. if anyone remembers him. Well, do, exactly. yeah, they've got, um, they have the lad from Morecambe in, Paul Stockton, who scored a few in league two or one, whatever division they were in, I can't remember last year. Um, and one or two sort of older heads, but certainly no names, if that's all you can go off at this stage to sort of worry you. Um, we are at home. We're effectively, uh, you know, got a, a decent championship-ish looking outfit. 
a good few additions to the squad. So yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic that we can we can start with a. Uh, a W in the column. I think. I think a big, a big potential positive as well is the, the the fan base. I think the fan base has stuck by the team this year. I thought we were going to lose two or three thousand off the mm. crowds. Doesn't look like that's the case. Somebody was saying there was hardly any seats available in the north for Saturday eleven. I think somebody said whether that's right or not. I don't know. But listen, that's we we've got a, a massive role to play, and I think. And the one of my biggest regrets is that we weren't in that ground when we got promoted from Division One last time because I, that's we missed so many good experiences and hopefully we're going to have them again this season. So yeah. um, the North Stand, the South Stand, and everybody else, we're going to get behind them. I think we're going to get eight, nine, <laughs> sometimes ten, eleven thousand at home, and I think that'd be fantastic. Say it'd be now. interesting to see how many. Sorry, Don. I was going to say it'd be interesting to see how much of a difference the away fan following makes this year, because obviously with championship, you regularly got two thousand plus away uh, fans. I, I don't know how many clubs in this division are, are going to bring that bar the odd, you know, Bolton, Derby, and Wigan. Perhaps I'm not sure. There'll be one or two others that I've forgotten about. But yeah, the likes of Burton, I wouldn't have thought are going to be. Uh, bringing more than a several hundred who were probably here for the weekend anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the home fan base could be a, a big influence this season, as it is any season, but yeah, particularly this year. Okay, let's move on to pick a team then, to win the game. My patented team pick at all. Weird a bing then. <laughs> that was about Sam, that pigging me. <laughs> I thought I'd, I'd, mute, I'd mute most I know, of I've, I've I'm muted. Surrounded, muted madness. Surrounded by amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Try I'll, to, yeah. I'll turn my phone off. I, I, I literally have all my WhatsApps. He's bloody... He's, he's text me. Right. Goalkeeper. Richard O'Donnell or Mackenzie Chapman? What are we thinking? <clears throat> Hmm. Yeah, I think. I think that's a. I think that's a definite shoe in, really, isn't it? <laughs> so I think if Grimshaw doesn't start, then I think do you need to look at your formation? By the way, John. Yes, well, I do. Tim. Yeah, yeah. I gonna... we were playing with two wing backs you... in the two games I've seen. Yeah, so I what? think it's going to be three five two. Do you think it will be? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Right. So let's put Grimshaw in then for yeah. a kick off. And he goes. And he goes. Could do with doing two and, and six three... across, really, couldn't we? But shall I put it as a five-three-two or a three-five-two? That looks more wing-backy, yeah, doesn't it? Three-five-two, more, more attacking. Oh, okay. Right. So obviously we're getting Pennington and Marvin there, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. What foot is Pennington? I think we need to work. I think my recollection at, at, at Barrow is his right-footed. So we'll I'm put him on the right side. Left. Just, just to prove me that I'm completely useless <laughs> at these things. <laughs> Marv's going in the middle. Left side. Mm, I'd say so, yeah. I think I think Hubby, I think Hubby will start. Yeah. Sam, will you so go away? He wants you to put his tea on. He's still coming through, even though I've turned my phone off. No, it's weird, so isn't it? Bit... Right, so that's the back three. Left wing back, 
Lions, Sunday Lions is a shoe-in, I think. We all agreed with that? Yeah, 100%. You down with that, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering who's going to be right wing back, but I'll be, I'm assuming, well, come on. Oh, sorry, yeah, he's a right back. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm, yeah, I'm back I, in I last season it, it mode. Surpri- I'm back in it last wouldn't season. surprise me if he plays on the on the left, though. Thompson, yeah, right wing we'll get, back. I think we'll get more. I think we'll get more out of the Lions in a back fight at three five two, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, yeah, I think he's definitely more of an attacking defender than a. So this could, this, so this could be a uh, curveball. Lucky Raggy's not on. This wouldn't be flying. Dom Thompson, right wing back, looked okay in the right wing back. In the sorry, left wing back. Ah, right. And Andy Lyons at right. That could be an option. So if you got Lyons on the left, who who are you putting on the right? Hamilton. No, I've said we could stick Lyons on the right. Oh, sorry, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And is Gabriel not fit? No, I don't think so. Or is he? Has he played pre-season? He hasn't, I don't think no. he's played pre-season, has he? All right. So what are the options? Well, have I, 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 that place is sad. I've, I'd, I'd definitely have lines on the right then. Matt? Um, yeah, my only thought, I just wonder where Hamilton, I don't think Hamilton will start, you see, so... I don't know Hamilton could play could play where Dom Thompson plays, couldn't mm. he? Yeah, I, I just think he'll, he'll I just think he'll start. Um I'm not quite sure whether it'll be in this formation or a, a four four two type, but I think he'll be on the pitch to start. CJ. Yeah. Mm. I mean the thing is like if you've got husband who's left sent half, then you've got one of your Dougal presume well, we'll put the guys in the middle, but you've got a more defensive midfielder who's sort of slot in there whilst Because what generally do the play, the plays over on the left hand side, then husband moves to left back and they all move yeah. across, don't they? So that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. that's so, so I think I think it'll be something like that. It might be the way around for those two in the middle there, Hamilton and Lions. Um, right, so we've got a possibly the other way around, but anyway. I would, I would do it the other way around. I think CJ... Yeah, I think that's the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Change it again. But, but, John, but John's, the, John's the football manager. We're just... <laughs> <pundits>. <laughs> <laughs> he does this all the time. 10-year-old. Yeah, this is, this, is why they don't, this is why they don't win leagues. He's got Landy, he's got Landy Lines for left back and right back now. So <laughs> good. I can't for it's because it's got Christopher Hamilton. Proper, proper, util, proper utility player. I'm sort of yeah, but yeah, Craig though. I'm, CJ I'm, has I'm, been. I'm, 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 CJ's play, been playing a lot on the right hand side. He's better on the right because he, he's got that little cutback, hasn't he? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't mind which way around it is, but I just think he'll. I just think he'll be on the pitch in one of those positions. Yeah. So. What would we prefer? So Matt, what this is, this is our preferred team. Right. Personally. Um, I think I would rather have him probably on the left-hand side, just because I think James Huss was a more natural defender on that left-hand side. So he's got a bit of protection there. But, you know, what do I know? I think I'd rather have Owen Dale, but there we go. Well, there's your one, you know. On the left, Tim. Yeah. 
But so it's just only I just you know you know mean CJ. He's very he's still a Marmite player, isn't he? He's very much a one trick Sometimes he's better at impact. Listen, sometimes he plays well, and I've, I'll, I, yeah. I, I'm the first one to to say so when he does. But I just don't. I think we've got better options. But I think I'd rather. I said MB. She said I'd rather prefer Dom Thompson left wing back. I think I would as well, actually, rather than CJ. It's his natural position. Yeah, I would. Oh, well, I'll, I'll go Thompson of CJ. Well, go on then. We'll, we'll Thompson. It is a natural position for him, isn't it? And he's looked good pre-season. David Coleman's saying Dale in the front too. I didn't think he played that far forward, but I'll, I'll, I maybe actually probably because he might, might be right because obviously the, I'm thinking more of a four-four-two where Dale will be on the left-hand side of that. Mm. Okay, let's move to the central midfield then. Okay, so Norbin's going to be in there, isn't he? Pulling the strings. I think, well, we think he's going to be captain, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, I tribal's think based on pre season, tribal's, tribal's got to go in there. In yeah. there. Now, your big decision there is that whether you put King Kenny in or whether you, you go with Carey. I think that that's your. Or Morgan. Hmm. Or Morgan. What, who are we playing up front then? It's got uh, to be Lavery. Can we, can, we skip, can we skip the last midfielder and go yeah. for the forwards? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Put, yeah. Yeah. Let's put Lavery in. With? I don't, not Beasley, please. <sighs> yeah, I agree. I think, I, I think, I think Giorgio's right. I think Dougal's got to start and, and you, there's an argument for Dale in that forward position. Do you think he'll pop- play You'll play. You'll play in the Dale or or even Carey. Just I'd put behind. I'd put Carey up yeah, there. Carey, I'd put Carey, Carey just behind Lavery. Yeah. Good shout. Good shout. I was thinking that. Yeah. So we're going a solid three with Dougal in there. Yeah. And then Carey is a number ten. Is, number oh, he is number ten. Proper number ten. This is interesting. They've just changed all the squad numbers today. These that are the actual squad numbers, and Sonny Carey is a ten. And he always is best as a 10, yeah, in my opinion. He had 10 before. Kenny was... Was it Cashy? Was it Cashy? Was it Cashy? Cashy. Can't remember 10 before. So Sir Kenneth of Dougal or Albie Morgan, the last spot, or Dale? Uh, I, I would I would go Sir Kenneth, personally. I think, I think, I think he's been superb pre-season. I think he's... Yeah, that that midfield three will take some beating in this in this division. I really, I really think. Uh, I think I'm not saying it with. I won't say you play them like that all the time, but I think um, and one of them is going to have to play probably slightly further forward than they used to. So that you know there'll be games where they play Carey in in the front of two of them, and and it'll be moved around a bit. But I think if you're picking your best team for an opening game. Based on what I've seen pre-season, it's difficult to say that Kenny Diggle shouldn't start. Mm. Mm. I think from what you said and what the others have, lads, you know, talk about Dougal's pre-season, he's obviously, he's probably a player that's still got a lot, you know, he didn't have his best season last year and he, you know, he's, I think he might be in the last year of his The comments are right in that the, pro- the slight concern is it's, it's three Too defensive. very defensive midfielders. Yeah, mm. that was, that's, that's my thought and that's where I thought Morgan might yeah, in some because I believe he's a little bit more attacking-minded, or at least a bit more creative. But then, do you take Tribal out for Dougal? It's Tribal or Dougal for me, and Albie Morgan goes in there. Yeah, I, I I'm not saying enough for Morgan to form a view. To be honest, as to whether yeah, there's not enough 
creativity or directness. Yeah, I think you, I think you need more Morgan in there for that, and and Dougal to replace Tribal. I think just because of, I think also Tribal's uh, been superb preseason though. He's like Fritchley knows Dougal, doesn't he? You know, and he might just trust him a little bit more. Tough one, that one. Mm. Tough one. Mm. Kenny or Tom? I'm in the Kenny camp. I say leave it at that and stick Kenny on after like 65 minutes. After Norburn or Tribal tire themselves. I can out. see the argument for not playing all three. Yeah. Even though I think as a three, they'll just keep the ball all the time and will dominate possession. But yeah. Right, we have I to think, do that. I, think, I mentioned earlier, I think our, mid, our midfield is our strength this year. So it's nice that we've got, you know, what seems to be a solid three, four, five midfielders central, you know, that are not going to be die of, uh, of getting the ball and passing it. And uh, yeah, hopefully whichever combination we have week in, week out, if the safe fits, we'll be good enough. Right, there it is, the team. To beat Burton, Grimshaw, Husband, Akpatata, Pennington. A midfield five of Thompson, Tribal, Norburn, Morgan and Lyons with Shane Lavery, the number nine, playing just behind him, Sonny Carey in the ten. So all that has to be said now is uh, what's our match predictions for that? And your prediction where Blackpool are going to finish? I think Mitch said fourth, didn't he? So Tim, you first, Burton prediction and season prediction. Uh, I'm going to go for a 4-0 home win. And I'm going to surprise you. I think we're going to win the league. <laughs> First time we're since going 1930. Up, <laughs> First time since 1930. Even I don't remember that. I do remember us getting promoted. The last time we got promoted automatically, most people's lifetimes... It was 1985. There's a few you might remember, 1970, 71. Uh, sorry, 1969-70, sorry, I should say. Um, but uh, I, I saw us get promoted in 84, 85, second we finished. Yeah. But I actually think, I look at the, I, I, I've tried to be negative. I've tried to stay grounded. But I look at our squad and I think we've probably got the best squad in the division, particularly when we had what I think we're going to add between now and the end of August. So I am going to stick my neck out and say we're going up as champions. I'll say fifth and another glorious day out at Wembley. It's what Blackpool do. It's in their DNA. Fifth going up at Wembley. And we're going to beat Burton 3-1 tomorrow. Just to close the show out, Matt, what do you think? Um, if we're beating 3-1 tomorrow, I hope we'll beat them again on Saturday. Um, I will go for a solid 2-0, and I've got us down to finish automatic at second this year due to the optimism that is flowing through my veins currently, and we'll reassess this as usual in October where we've got 10 points and we're sliding grisly off like we did two and a half years ago. I probably cursed him now anyway. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we'll leave it on that note. Um, very 
unusual to hear Tim to be so uh, positive and effervescent in the build-up to a season, but it's uh, good to hear nonetheless. Right, everybody, thanks for joining us this evening. Before you go, do do like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. If you are watching this, uh, sorry, if you're listening to this on the audio on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. That helps us on there. And, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody, in the chat. It's been good to have your input this evening. And all that remains to be said is... Oh, Joe, we've forgotten something. Yes. Well, we'll sort it out later. I'll put a tweet out. All right, then. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Up the pool. Up the pool. Up the pool. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs. Uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash pod. Price of a pint per month and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there and you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, Patreon dot com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fat see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.